Hello, hello, and welcome to Jack's Chat with me, Jack Stellamere. It's my new podcast featuring music professionals from around the world. Today we have got Brittany Bouchard, a fantastic vocalist from LA. How are you doing, Brittany? All right? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. So firstly, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's great, it's great, to, great to speak to you. Um, so I think what we'll do is we'll start off with some questions about your career, musical career, and then we'll kind of go into some more fun stuff. So I'm just firstly, I'm just going to ask you, how old were you when you kind of first got into music? I know that's the initial question that most musicians get asked because it's like the number one question, when we, how old are you when you learn an instrument, blah, blah, blah. But I think for me, like, you know, I think there is an age that you have when you first initially get into it, like there's something that you hear or, you know, there's like an opportunity that sort of arises. So yeah, tell us, let us know. You know, it's funny because I I don't remember like an exact age, but obviously in my youth, um, I was probably in middle school and I was the shyest kid ever. And I told my parents, I want to go to acting class. And they were like, that's weird because you're so shy. Like you don't talk to anybody. But honestly, it kind of broke me out of my shell. And I think when I started doing acting, I ended up doing a lot of musicals where I started singing um, in that. And I sung in chorus and, and stuff like that, probably in middle school and high school. Um, I wouldn't say that was like the beginning of my career, but that was when I started really singing. And I think in high school, I started kind of writing poetry, which I know is not songs, but that's kind of how I started um, grasping the idea of writing lyrics. Oh, wow. No, that's really cool. I think it does take, I do think there is a real strong link between acting and singing and, you know, everything else, because it's like any sense of performing because it's, they all sort of intertwine, don't they? I find. Totally. Especially with like live performances. I mean, acting, essentially you are acting out a track, aren't you really? As you're singing, you've got to have your, it's like learning lines, isn't it? And obviously performing to an audience. So yeah, 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 absolutely. No, it makes total sense. And even with recording, I mean, especially when you're recording someone else's song, you really have to kind of get into the emotion of that character they were writing about. Um, So I I use that every day. Oh, absolutely. No, that's wicked. Um, So my next question was, is who are your biggest influences? Oh my god! Um, I know. I know that's the questionable question. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Tell me about it. I know. Honestly, like I love just female singer songwriters. Um, Like I I absolutely love Taylor Swift. Uh, I I could hear that in your voice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. She's so great. And also, she's coming out with a new album. I think it comes out this weekend. I just found this out today. Oh wow! I didn't know that myself. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um and. Also, like, I want to say, like, Katy Perry and Sia, mm. like, you know, just like... So just, yeah, like, really strong pop vocalists who have really catchy songs. Yeah, like, I really yeah. like, admire the pop vocalist who also plays a big part in the writing, you know, because songwriting is, is definitely my first love, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, now that's, that's awesome. I could definitely, like, as I say, when we did that track together recently, I could definitely, like, hear the elements of Taylor Swift in there. I think it's, really? it's definitely, yeah, I think it's a strong influence. I think there was, you were doing some talking ad libs and stuff. And I yeah. thought it was really cool because most vocalists that I work with don't usually try things like that. And I like to work with people who aren't scared. You know, they're not, they're not like scared to try things because I always think the best things come from like being fearless. Yeah. Uh, you know, totally. like when creating. Yeah. So no, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a really, really cool session that we did. So I, as I say, I definitely could hear the Taylor Swift vibe in there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. 
No, no problem. Um, so what was I going to say? I was actually not stalking, but I was on your Instagram earlier. <laughs> stalk away, I'm very yeah, stalk away. <laughs> I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm a, I don't mind. <laughs> no, of course, no. Um, and I saw that you did a Samsung advert in Japan. Is that right? Yeah, I did. So you, your music, sorry, your music was on there. You've got a sort of a sync deal. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? I'm just really interested to know how you how that came about. Well, it's really funny. I actually got contracted through Soundbetter, through a client who found me on Soundbetter. I got contracted to write it. And I actually oh. didn't know it was for Samsung until after I wrote it. He just, the only thing he gave me was, it's about an appliance, a high-end appliance. Okay. And he said, and I, so I imagined a refrigerator. <laughs> but it, it ended up yeah. being a refrigerator, thank God. And so he just said, like, imagine a, a high-end appliance. So I just started thinking, you know, I'm very visual. Like, I, I see the video or the commercial. That's why I love writing for commercials uh, sure. and TV and film, because I, I can see the scene before I write the song. Um, so I actually, that's kind of my favorite thing to do is writing for commercials. Oh, um, wow, okay. Yeah, because I just, I can just... I love just kind of seeing the visual of how it's going to look. And like, I didn't even know what it was going to look, but it ended up looking just like I envisioned it, which is kind of crazy. No, it was really cool. I actually thought the track sat so well on the advert. Like sometimes, as you say, like for me, I, that's not really something I envision myself doing when I write a song. Like I write the song for, you know, the, the whole point of the, like the actual melody and like lyrics of being for, you know, like a pop track or my own song or for someone to sing as an artist. I would never sort of, be able to just watch an advert and write a song for it. So when I actually saw what you had done, I was like, well, if she has sat down and written this to this advert, I think that's incredible because I think that's a certain skill set that a lot of people, a lot of writers that I know just don't have. Huh. So, you know, I think it's, I thought it was really, really cool. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, it just, it just, yeah, it just really worked because I got a cut a while back with um, Maybelline New York. Oh, and, nice. um Yeah, and they basically, they were just looking for something upbeat. I had a dance track out at the time as my first single. And um, yeah, I thought it was like, it was a bit different because obviously, as I say, I didn't write it for the advert. They kind of just searched it for a company, sync company I was working with at the time. And they said, this looks really cool. Can we, can we use it? So I was like, no, great. But I mean, if I think if I had a skill set to say, well, actually I could do advert writing and songwriting, you'd be like the ultimate songwriter, wouldn't you? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that I really want to do more of. Um, I've done a couple of projects like that. Mm -hmm. but it's, um, I don't know. It's just something different. It's not just writing like the next pop song, which I love doing that as, as well, but yeah, you kind of have a little bit more of guidance. Like again, like the only thing I knew was a high end appliance. Like I didn't know the details about anything until after I wrote it. Do you think that was a good thing? Because do you think if you'd known it for like for a company like Samsung, which is like a world renowned company, do you think that would have felt a bit more pressure or do you think it would have spurred you on a little bit to write it the best you possibly could? Do you, do you know what I mean by that? You know, yeah, I think like when you get intimidated, that's actually works against you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was kind of the question. Yeah, no, I totally agree because... But I, I, I kind of like, I knew it was for something big, mm -hmm. but I didn't know exactly what. But yeah, I, I definitely think that if... You, if yeah, I've, I've been in that situation where you have to write something for some big producer or some big artist and you get kind of intimidated and it works against you very much. Of course, you know, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean by that. Um, okay. So moving on, 
I was just going to say, I mean, this could be the same thing, but I was going to say, what do you think is the most memorable part of your career so far? If you had to pick a point that was like, do you know what, I really enjoyed doing that. Or I thought that was really, really, you know, it kind of boosted my profile. Oh, well, yeah. Um, So in 2016, I had um, a worldwide placement for Omega Watches. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, a song called Time. And again, like he told me it was a watch company. (laughs) I didn't know anything else. So I obviously the word time came in and the lyric was... um, you can't stop time, so don't let it stop you, right? Yeah, I, yeah, right. I hear that. Yeah, like, definitely. For me, that was just so powerful of a message that I was so excited to write that in a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, it ended up coming out as a worldwide commercial. It was like on the 2016 when there was the presidential debate, so it was on all the time on CNN, just like playing all the time. Um, oh, wow. It was really cool because like my dad got to see it. My the whole family. And it was like, it was a really cool moment. And again, like I love, <laughs> I love writing for advertisement. So yeah, um, no. it was yeah. a super cool placement to have. Yeah. You're clearly good at it. I mean, did you get a watch out of it though? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> that. uh, yeah. That's, that's really upsetting. Like, you know, you write for a watch company of that size. You think, man, come on, just chuck a watch in as well as the payment. I know, you you would, know? Think, <laughs> would think they would send me a watch. Yeah, so oh that's no, that's really, really cool. I think that's you know, it's good to see like, you know, artists that because I always thought that, you know, with huge companies, they're just gonna go straight to the biggest artists in the world for placement. They're gonna set think if I use, say, a Drake track or Beyonce or someone like that, that it's going to make my brand look, you know, huge. Like everyone's gonna recognize the track instantly and it's gonna whatever. But I find I like how these companies sort of look for artists who are, you know, I don't want to say like next best thing, but, you know, we're potentially building our careers, aren't we, to be something big. And they actually give us a chance because I find in some some places within the industry, it's a complete opposite. They just There's no opportunity and it's kind of closed doors. Yeah. Some, yeah. And I think a lot of that for me, in my experience, has been sort of songwriting. I think sometimes you might have a great track, but if your face doesn't fit the room, you know, like it, you don't really fit in with the, with the, I want to say the group sometimes, you know, but you're, you know, you've got a great track. So it is really, really good to see, like, as I say, you're getting huge, huge companies using artists that are just generally good at what they do. You don't well, have yeah, to prove they anything. Can also, like not to, they can also keep their budgets very low. <laughs> oh, and I know that as well. To be fair, on the flip side. Yes, of course. I know that. Okay, cool. Well, that leads me on to my next uh, little game that I've got, if you're up for it. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was reading an article the other day, which I thought was really, really funny, because I didn't realize how much of a divide there is in like a language barrier between us Brits and you Americans, like in what the British people say. There's so, a language barrier. I'm watching The yeah. Crown right now, and I don't know, don't know what they're saying half the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I must admit, I was in Nashville once, just quickly, I'll tell you. And um, I went to the I went to the bar. I'd obviously had quite a bit to drink and I asked for a glass of water and the girl behind the bar was like, I'm sorry, what? I just don't understand what you're saying. I was like, water. And she, she goes, I goes, Oh, sorry. Actually, can I have a glass of water? And she was like, Oh, water. I was like, yeah, sorry. It just sounds so different. 
<laughs> I just couldn't. She, lit- she literally was just looking at me like for ages, like, I don't know what this guy's saying. Like, I don't know what to give him. She's like pointing at stuff, like bottles of things. And, you know, oh like. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I was just—I was there for a good five minutes. I think I was like, okay, I better just try my best American accent. <laughs> That's but yeah, so um, I'm going to say a few phrases. I've got about ten, so okay. and I want you to try and guess what they what they mean. Okay. Um, try, try your best. I mean, if you if you don't know, you don't know. That's fine because some of them, I must admit, I haven't heard in a long time. So it's, this is going to be interesting. So okay, here, here we go. Here's the first one. So if somebody says they lost the plot. What does that mean? They lost the plot? Yeah. Oh, like they don't understand the story. No. Okay. That was a good guess. I must admit, that was a really cool guess. Okay. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it means as we go along. Otherwise, we might get a bit lost. So okay. they lost the plot. So when somebody says they lost the plot, it basically means they kind of lost their cool. Like they've, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, they lost so like if you, yeah, if you say lost the plot, you're kind of like, oh, he's lost it. Like he's lost the plot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's making mistakes now sort of thing. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You live and learn, don't you? But here's the, here's a funny one. Now I know. <laughs> I haven't seen that in donkey's years. Ooh, donkey's years. A long time? You've got it spot on. Yeah. I thought that okay. one was quite self-explanatory, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. No, it is a good oh, one. And yeah, definitely. Donkey's ears. Yeah. <laughs> but it does sound... Donkey's ears. What's up? Exactly. That's exactly how you'd use you it. You use that regularly? Um, not anyone that I know, but I, I have heard it. I would, I, yeah. You, if you ever come to Britain, I would just start flinging it around because, I mean, people know what you're on about, but they'll be like, yeah, nobody really says this one anymore. <laughs> I'm going to it around now. I'm going to bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Why not? We should both do it. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Quit your whinging. Mm, quit whining. Yeah, it's basically the same. I, I, yeah, when I read this one, I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm sure if the whining is whining is quite a common expression, isn't it? Yeah. So, but it's just changed to whinging. I don't really know. I have heard it loads of times, but yeah, that one wasn't that great. <laughs> here's another one. All right, he's such a chav. A chav? Yeah. Like a C H A V. Yeah, that's it. He's such a chav. Hmm, wait, hold on. Like he's like he's kind of being a dick. No, it's close. To be fair, chavs chavs are dicks. So basically a chav is a label for somebody. So I'll probably describe a chav as someone who's kind of like working class, who wears fake designer clothes. <laughs> and yeah, is like always I don't want to stereotype too much, but always in trouble with the law and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. yeah, it's kind of like I want to say like a low life, but without being horrible, but oh, wow. kind of being horrible. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's lots of them. Uh, yeah, in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's another one. You've thrown the spanner in the works. You've thrown a spanner in the works. Sorry. You've thrown like you've thrown a a wrench in the. Pie. That's not it. You've thrown a spit <laughs> again? A spanner? Yeah. I like how you said pie. You're like, let's just try and think of everything British. So we throw <laughs> tools into our pastries. <laughs> say, say it one more time. A spanner in okay. the works? Yeah, you've, sp- you've thrown a spanner in the works. Yeah, like you've thrown a... I can't just keep thinking of you throwing a wrench in my day. or Not my pie, but it's like you... <laughs> 
You messed it all up. Is that right? Yeah, to be fair, that is, I'll give you that because basically it means that you've ruined something. So say, for instance, you had a plan and then, I don't know, last minute you changed it to something really bad. I'd be like, oh, she's thrown a span in the works there. She's completely ruined it. Do you say that like regularly? Not personally, no, but I think there is people that do say that, yeah. Wait, are any of these things you personally say? <laughs> uh, well, I think a lot of these are kind of, it's not something I would say, it's maybe something more my mum would say, but <laughs> but I, I hear them all the time, so I'm kind of used to them. Do you know what I mean? Got it, okay. Yeah. This is one that my, my mum probably would say, this next one. Let's have a chin wag. A chin wag? A chin wag. Let's have a talk? Yeah. Spot on, you got it. A chin wag. Wow. A chin, a chin wag. So I think it's like, like wagging, wagging off the chin, like as in talking, like your chin moving. So you're talking. I, I think, like, I'm just guessing. I don't really know. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, us Brits are a bit strange. Like that. we do have some really weird sayings. Um, here's the next one. I, I do actually use this one. So here we, here we go. I'm chuffed to bits. I'm chuffed. To bits. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, I'm chuffed. Like I'm I'm bummed? No. <laughs> That's a good guess. Yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that. So chuffed to, <laughs> chuffed, chuffed to bits means you're really happy. Like, oh, I'm chuffed to bits that that happened. Or, oh. I'm chuffed. Yeah, or like you'd say, I'm chuffed for you, mate. So that means I'm really pleased for you. Oh, I am chuffed for you, my friend. Yeah, you could start. How was that? Literally. Yeah, 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 that works. Yeah, you could definitely can say I, it like that. Can I, can I be chuffed or do I have to be chuffed to bits? Like, can, it, can you use half of it? Yeah, you can use half of it, yeah. So you can say, oh, I'm chuffed. But I think chuffed to bits is like, you're even happier. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so this is quite educational for you, isn't it? If you ever do come here, you need to get all these down. I'm going to use all these just yeah. so people think I'm unique. Absolutely. <laughs> like, hey, it's, hey, it's an American girl who knows all our slang. What's going on here? We can't confuse her. <laughs> right. This next one is, that's manky. Ooh. I just want to say that's swanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's close, isn't it? Is it the same thing? No, it's not. Do you want to have a guess or do you want me to tell you? What manky means? It's manky? Crazy? Wild. Messed up. Oh, you're getting closer with the last one. Mm. Tell me. Okay. So manky means like it's horrible. It's unpleasant. Disgusting. <laughs> so, so say, for instance, um, I've heard it. I used to hear it at school and stuff. Like, you know, say, for instance, you had like a burger and it, you go, it wasn't very nice. You'd be like, oh, that's manky. That is. That's mank. Mm, okay. That's kind of the way we say it. Um, that's quite a common one. People do kind of say that. Right, this was this is one that's definitely used. Um, I'll explain the situation after you kind of guess it. So here we go. This was an absolute doddle. An absolute doddle, like it was a um, disappointment. No, close. Well, no, it wasn't close. Actually, thinking about it, it means it was really easy. So you, oh. if you're at, if, if if you're at work and you go, God, that was an absolute doddle. Like I had a really easy day. I had a doddly day. A do- 
a dadly day. I like that. I'm going to start. To be fair, if I went into work and said that, people would give me one hell of a look, though. I've had a dadly day of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Right. And for the last one, here we go. I've dropped a clanger. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. That makes me think of something, but it's probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not that. Either. <laughs> I've dropped a clanger. God, what's a clanger? Like a, like a big story. Like, I've, uh, what do you call it? Like a ruined a surprise. No, it's a good guess, but no, incorrect. Basically, what a clanger is, it means you've made a massive mistake. So, like, um, oh, okay, and, usually, yeah. and can usually be quite embarrassing. So, you think, oh, oh you know, I've, whatever I've done, I've, I've dropped a clanger here. Like, it's really bad. And, yeah, usually, like, leaning towards being embarrassing. Well, that's a clanger. Well, that, yeah, we dropped a clanger there, Brittany. Getting <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that because I did. I, I honestly thought, you know, these sayings were quite common when I before I saw the article. And as I, as I read them, I actually think spe- speaking to you today, I was like, yeah, they actually sound really odd. What would you give me as my score? I would say I think you got maybe about three or four. I think because you were very close with some of them. And I don't want to a half point for those. Like, like, give me like a percentage, like eighty five percent or less. I think eighty five is a bit high. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like I'll give you like forty two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe 42%. You're basically trying to say I dropped a clanger. <laughs> you dropped a clanger there, yeah, absolutely. No, but no, yeah, to be fair though, you did you did well because I thought you were so close, but just without being right. Like I'll in some of them. Next time. Yeah, you, you'll smash it next time. I'll smash it. Yeah, that's another one. Okay. That means you'll, I don't know, I'm trying to think, you, you'll do really well. I mean, I hear that term a lot, like, can you write me a smash? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? A smash hit, you know, like a really big song. So, and, like, and that's always the goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm out to actually write a terrible song. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, but, man, if you didn't tell me that, I would have written a terrible song. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, well, I just want to say, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed your company today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, anytime. Um, so, yeah, this has been Jack's Chat with me, Jack Stellamere. Thank you so much to Brittany for coming on. If you enjoyed the content today, be sure to head over to my social media platforms at Jack Stellamere and please give me a follow or a like so we can be besties forever. Until next time, I'll be seeing you soon. Bye.